Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Tulare Community Church. Well, good morning. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Welcome this morning. I hope this is going to be a terrific day for you and your family. As you know, people come into town, it's always fun to see who kind of is your turn to come this way kind of thing. So again, welcome. I, I, I echo Ty's uh, words this morning. Just again, want to just thank each one of you who are involved yesterday and uh, providing everything that was needed. I, you know, the thing that I am, among other things, I suppose, I'm not going to say the most, but I am very, very proud of, of what happened yesterday as much as anything because of everyone, all other churches that were involved. I mean, uh, New Life folks, you guys had like South K, J&K, you know, the Pipeline Church, huge uh, investment in this effort, and they, uh, they've done with Goshen Elementary what we're doing with Roosevelt Elementary, and so really blessed that uh, area. Um, First Baptist, I mean, they, I, I think they were kind of 700 and some meals between Lighthouse and over at, I mean, just, and I, and our church plants, and I, it just, I'm really proud of it because we're just getting a little better at playing with others, you know, and that's, I really want us just to continue to get better at playing with others and Tulare United and, you know, we're on the same team and let's see what we can do together to God's glory and to, to bless others, so. That's it. Yeah, that's a good place for an amen just to start off this morning, so in, indeed. Hey, so children, you're in here this morning. Kids, we want you to be in here this morning, so thank you. Uh, we don't have children worship or kids church for you this morning like usual, but here's why, because it's going to be, I hope, a short meditation, okay? and then right after that, we are going to give everyone, and you kids included, maybe especially your kids, an opportunity to tell us what you're thankful for. And so there's going to be guys walking around with microphones, and so we want you to be a part of that. So during this time, and that's for all of us certainly, that you would be thinking about that which you would want to give a testimony. In Revelation, it it says that we defeat the works of the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the testimony, the word of their testimony. There's something that happens for us when we do what the Scripture says, and that gives testimony to what the Lord has done, and that which we are grateful for today, of course, is our huge um, focus. Well, I have a question also for the kids, because I couldn't remember. It's been a while since my kids were in elementary school. What grade is it that you learn fractions these days? Third grade? I think when I was there, it was high school. So, uh, okay. Say, say that again? Oh, they've never that's spoken by a math high school teacher right there. So, okay. So, uh, fractions. You will notice today that the message title is called One-Tenth Thankful. One-Tenth Thankful. Let's think about that this morning. Let's Uh, As we go into God's Word, I'm going to invite you to turn to Luke 17, and as you do that, Luke 17, one-tenth thankful, I'm going to pray over this time. So Lord, we're opening up your Word, and um, oh Lord, would you, by the power of your Spirit, the truth of your Word, really, you know, meet us here this morning, just for these few moments. In Jesus' name we pray these things, amen. Okay, so Jesus feeds the ten men with leprosy, is what my study Bible said, And it said this, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into a village, ten men 
who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance, called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And they, were, and they went, and they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. This little aspect of the story. Jesus asked, were not ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Or in some versions it says, your faith has saved you. One-tenth, one-tenth of the number of people Jesus healed that day. This story is so well-known. You know this story. I want to look at it just from a little different angle this morning. One-tenth of them came back to, to uh, thank Jesus, to give thanks. I was wondering and asking myself this week, and I'd ask you to ask yourselves this as well, if we turned this around and not made it about 10 people, but just made it about us, how thankful of a person are you? I mean, if you had to give it a percentage, right? If you had to give it a fraction this morning, how how thankful generally are you? Day in and day out, how thankful are you? Is it more than one-tenth? Maybe three-sixteenths? Nine-sixteenths? Five-eighths? Eleven-sixteenths? You, you get the point, right? You get where I'm going. Now, and guys, those, I, I'm going to really challenge you as you kind of pull out your tools this week and you're looking for the five-eighths or the one-hat, you know, that wrench, that this would remind you, that you would look at that and you'd ask yourself again, okay, how, how thankful am I? Am I growing in gratitude? Is it, is it increasing in, in my life? And so use that as a little prompt. I'm beginning to find that this is a very challenging question, but a helpful one as, uh, as we look at everything that the Bible says about gratitude. This past week, we were discussing this at the staff level, and we were talking about that which we are grateful for, and Chad brought up this statement that has me thinking again along these lines. What would I receive from God today? What would I receive from God today if it, would, if it was only that which I was thankful for yesterday? If I had thanked him yesterday? It's a good question. So does it matter? Does it matter how thankful we are, how much percentage? It, well, it seems to matter to Jesus, doesn't it? It seems to matter to him when he, he asks, and I was trying to give an emotion. What emotion would you give to Jesus when he asks this question? We're not all ten cleansed? I mean, what, what emotion do you feel when you have extended yourself, you have done something for someone, and then you, you don't receive thanks? I mean, now, we're imperfect. Jesus is perfect. I get that. But I think that there is a righteous kind of emotion here. He seems rather perplexed, rather troubled. I mean, he's not confused. He knows what's going on, but he's trying to make a point here. Weren't there ten? Has no one 
return to give praise to God except this foreigner. I mean, I've really taken this to heart as I've come alongside many of you in pastoral care settings, is that we will often pray together as a church or individually, maybe the elders will come alongside, and then after it's all said and done, I'll remind you, and you are very quick to agree that, you know, Jesus really, really raised the bar and said, that matters to me when, when I do something for you, that you would be one that would come back to say, thank you. That, that is a, a, the most appropriate kind of response that we could have. So that was our response yesterday. In the morning, right before we started, we, we prayed that God would help us, that he would be a part of it. So it has a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of things that are going on. It's a lot of people and a lot of people on the road. And here we are today. And to my knowledge, it went very well. There weren't any accidents that I know of. And uh, I'm still eager to hear some of the, the fun stories that are going to come out of that. So afterwards, while we're having our little celebration, we made sure to go back to Jesus and thank him. Thank him for that which he did for us uh, yesterday. It's a good pattern. It's a good habit to get in. Now, look at the story. Just imagine how much uh, these 10 men, you know, are going to, how life is going to change for them. I mean, just kind of staggering from having kind of this death sentence, living kind of on their own, out on the the fringe of the community, outside the care, love, and protection kind of, of of their family and of their community. Now they're on the outside, kind of sleeping in the cold with a, just a bunch of guys and everything. And then now all the, the change for that next night, the, the, uh, all the smells of walking into their own house, the, the feels, the uh, embrace, the infection, the now sleeping with their spouse, all of these things now, they just, I mean, talk about a blessing, talk about a gift that God has given to them. I think about maybe some of you college students, home. welcome home, welcome back, it's always great seeing you, I bet you there's a little bit of this, when you walk through the door after being away at school, and it's just home sweet home, and he, you know, it, it just, it smells like home, it's your own bed, it's, you know, I mean, all of these things, the warmth of your family, and, uh, your siblings who are just so happy to see you again and all that, right? All of that, that is embraced in, in that. Or think more in terms of even a, a soldier coming home after serving, you know, in some faraway land with all kind of danger and, and just the, the response, just the emotion that goes with it. Even so, more so with these 10 lepers who now have this gift. You know, it just, it, and why didn't they say thank you? Why didn't they say thank you? You cannot overestimate. You cannot, um, yeah, you cannot, you know, kind of grab onto really, why, what was Jesus um, thinking? It just cannot be overstated uh, about how direct scripture is about giving thanks. We need to go back to say thank you. It's the pathway I've often preached about this even past Thanksgiving. It's, it's a pathway. Thanksgiving, giving thanks, actually doing this is the pathway to things that we so much want in our lives and need in our lives. So peace, it is the pathway to peace. It is the pathway to joy. And we're not talking about happiness. There's all kinds of hard things that happen, but it is the pathway 
to joy, to contentment, to a deeper faith and trust in the Lord. Certainly into humility when we just recognize that, listen, we, we need to give thanks because we don't have control over so many things and we need God to do it, what only God can do. And when he does it, we give him thanks and that gets, in, gets us in alignment with that relationship with a good God who's the giver of all good gifts and we give him thanks for that. This directive is more than a suggestion. It's more than just something that's going to make your life a little better. It's more than self-improvement kind of things. It's more than just good healthy habits or exercises or kind of this suggestion that, yeah, it might be better. Your life might be better as a Christian is if you are a person who gives thanks. It actually, as Billy Graham writes, he says this. I came across an article says this, today, ingratitude, he says, ingratitude and thanklessness are far too common. Children forget to thank their parents for all that they do. Common courtesy is scorned. We take for granted the ways that others help us. Above all, we fail to thank God for his blessings. And then he goes on to say this, ingratitude is a sin. It breaks that relationship with God. It it gets in the way. It's a sin. Just as surely as lying or stealing or immorality or any other sin condemned by the Bible. One of the Bible's indictments against the rebellious humanity is that, and this is from Romans 1.21 where he says, Although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him goes on to say, an ungrateful heart is a heart that is cold toward God and indifferent to His mercy and love. It is a heart that has forgotten how dependent we are on God for everything. Now, that's kind of a hard thing to say on a happy day, but it's true for me and it's likely true for you that today we might very well be praying lots of prayers of thanks for good reason, but we might also do well this morning to be praying prayers of confession, where we just confess that. Because this isn't a, you know, get your act together, be more thankful, and we need God to do this transformative work in us, where we recognize this more, and we agree with Him, and continue. And so a a prayer of confession might be uh, in order this morning. He goes on to say, in comparison to this, this simple statement, a spirit of thanksgiving is always the mark of a joyous Christian. A spirit of thanksgiving is always the mark of a joyous Christian. It strikes me that ultimately, gratitude is more about the relationship with the giver than the gifts themselves, than the blessings The gifts and the blessings, we will talk about them today and we will rejoice. We will be so grateful that which we have that when we look around, so few people have around the world, we ought to be grateful. But ultimately, a heart of gratitude, this, this spirit of thanksgiving, where that's something that we're very quick to go to, is about a relationship with the giver, not just so much about the things. 
The Gentile that Jesus healed when he came back, this is what Jesus said to him, rise and go. Like he was worshiping him. He said, right, get, get up, go, go to your family, go, you know what I mean, just, you know, go enjoy this. But then he goes on to say, rise and go, your faith has made you well, or as some, like I mentioned before, it has saved you. He, you can tell that this one-tenth, this one, has this new kind of just in awe of relationship with the giver of all good gifts and how much each one of us would do well to have that this morning, just this love and affection and, again, intimacy with God this morning. This poem that I came across, $3 worth of God, please. See, it's more about having more of God. He says, I would like to buy $3 worth of God, please. Have you heard this? Is this $3? It's like, I was thinking yesterday, we were saying, hey, go uh, just a skosh less on the green beans, you know? How much is a skosh? It's just a little more than a smidgen. Did you know that? Okay. So it's, it's kind of getting at this, this idea. I just want a smidgen. I just want a skosh of God. I just want, as Wilbur Reese, who wrote this, I want $3 of God, please. Not enough to explode my soul or disturb my sleep, but just enough to equal a cup of warm milk or a snooze in the sunshine. I don't want enough of God to make me love a black man or pick beats with a migrant. I want ecstasy, not transformation. I want warmth of the womb, not a new birth. I want a pound of the eternal in a paper sack. I would like to buy $3 worth of God, please. I don't know what was going on in this gentleman's life, why he would have written this, but it still hits home for us again about this relationship that we, more than anything, than the blessings and all the things that are so good in our life that we need just all of God. We need more of Him and a relationship with Him that's, again, transformative, that changes us and makes us more like His Son, Jesus. So much of this happens in the middle of pain and loss, and you don't have to look much further than the first Thanksgiving. Again, historically, at the time that the first Thanksgiving happened, there was so much suffering, there was so much loss, there was so much uncertainty, and yet it was about the relationship, going to the giver of all good gifts and giving him thanks. We read this in Habakkuk as well, this stunning kind of statement where Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor the fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on high hills. A mature, growing relationship with Jesus recognizes that when things are tough, when things are hard, right in the middle of it, gratitude is still the best response. It's still the best. Because again, it connects us with a God who can enter into those kind of situations, who does enter into those and gives us what we need. Right in the middle of it all. Oh my, how 
it still startles me when I'm talking with folks just even these past weeks who are up against it hard with cancer and, you know, heart issues and some of these. And I talk with them and they're thinking, I just thank God so much. He's just with me and here's the doors he's opened. I mean, just seeing it, just that maturity, that, that resolve again, that even in the middle of the struggle... That God is a good God. He's a good Father. And He can be thanked and praised. And again, He is the one who has what we need. To Billy Graham's point, a spirit of thanksgiving is always the mark of a joyous Christian. So, this in conclusion. As we go into a time of expressing our thanks this morning. So what fraction have you given yourself this morning of being thankful? Perhaps another question. What's the goal? What's the standard? What, what is God asking? Well, someone who is well acquainted with challenges, who we've been reading so much of as we've gone through the book of Acts together, The Apostle Paul, who, again, is writing most of what he's writing from prison, certainly not the comforts of uh, his couch with all kinds of good things going on around him. Here is what he says. This is a response of a mature, strong, faith-filled follower of Jesus who has experienced God in even the harder times when he says this. In rather rapid fire in 1 Thessalonians 5, he says this. And this is what we're going to do today. Rejoice. Rejoice. And he says it even like this. Rejoice always. And then he said, pray continually. Please don't let us forget to pray this morning as we express our thanks. There are a number of us here who need prayer this morning. And we will want to do that together this morning as well. So he says, rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Let's read this together. Go to the back one. There he goes. Ready? Here we go. Rejoice always. Pray continually. And give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So let's do that together today, my friends. And Let's celebrate the good gifts that he has given us. We are grateful recipients of so many good things. And so let's give thanks to the Father um, for what only a good Father can do, even in in the more challenging situations that you may find yourself or friends of yours might find yourself in as well. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, um, we've heard your word. Pray that your spirit would just enliven us now, again, to it, to your word, that it would find a good place in our lives that well past the turkey naps that we take today, that your word would still reverberate in these coming days on that which we can respond to you in faith and in gratitude. Again, find us faithful. Find us grateful. Lord, we want to now express our uh, words of praise and thanks to you in this day. Receive them from 
joyful hearts and grateful recipients of your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray these things. We all said together, amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.